Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Hit and Run podcast, where conversation collides. My name is Robbie Alexander, and I am joined, as always, by Natalie Dunn Billings. Good off week. Did you have a good a good mid season break? Yeah, it was great. Um, it was my birthday. That's we, true. <laughs> yeah, it was my birthday, so that was nice. Um, didn't really do a whole lot because we celebrated in Chicago, but we played D and D, and um, then this weekend we did a bunch of yard work, which Ooh. was much much overdue. We mulched our flower beds for the first time and since we bought our house <laughs> so yeah it was definitely a long time coming uh we mulched our flower beds for the first time since we bought our house and we also got some new plants we replaced a lot of the perennials that we had which were all really overgrown and in really dumb spots so i ripped pretty much everything out of our flower beds um and i basically left we have this huge patch of irises that are the woman who owned our house before us she left us a note when she when we moved in that she told us that those came from her great grandma's house. Mm-hmm. So she was like, if you're ever going to get rid of these, let me know and I'll come back for them. And she took like half of them when they moved. Right. But I was like, okay, I appreciate that you left them and they're huge and they're gorgeous. So I don't want to get rid of them. They do need moved though and split, mm-hmm. but I can't do that until mid year. So I have to wait. So I left some space to rearrange those and then filled in the front part of the flower bed and we've got some new stuff in the back. And so we accomplished a lot. It was a long nice. day. What was your favorite addition to the flower bed? Not to derail because we, we, have things to get to today we have a special (laughs) guest so we won't spend the whole time talking about flowers um i mean i'm just excited to have new mulch it looks so much better our old stuff i mean it was basically dirt at this point we didn't even have mulch so i'm really excited for that and uh and other than that i mean we have new plants which i'm excited for and i mean it just looks like we actually you know put some effort in so right i'm happy with that <laughs> yeah that was that was our project last year and you'll you'll be happy you did it come next Definitely. spring you'll be like oh i don't have to do much to this i just kind of Woof it up and we're good to go. Right. So you mentioned D&D. That is today's topic. I believe we've teased it. I'm going (laughs) to throw it to you to introduce our special guest for this topic. Yes. So um, like I said, we played D&D last weekend. It was our third session in our our campaign, which is um, most of us are new. Well, we're all new, generally speaking. But um, before we started this official campaign, I think all of us, except for one, had played once before, like one singular session and then mm-hmm. um like I had played two so we're all very new to this but it's super fun and so we have our special guest today who is part of our party um and this is Patrick who is my co-worker at Lifeline um also a very good friend um you met him I'm sure at the wedding um he and... was behind Sam he was a close <laughs> second for for best dancer he had some some sassy moves on the dance floor well thank you thank you uh I actually show up to most weddings uh thinking i'm the best dancer but after <laughs> I, I really wasn't prepared for sam he told me that he was that good and i i was like all right okay damn. but he was that good he was that good he's just no so one's limber. really prepared for a wedding sam <laughs> i don't think anyone is but no i i uh, i'm glad you guys had me on thank you i've uh I told Natalie I've been a friend of the podcast for a little while. Um, you know, been been following along. I, and if I'm not mistaken, right? The uh, you know we're recording today, but here in a couple of days here is the two year anniversary of the Hit and Run podcast. Am That's I wrong? That's right. It is. Yeah, it's on Wednesday, right? I just mm-hmm. had a memory pop up in my Snapchat of me editing <laughs> the first two podcasts, and I was like, oh my gosh, that's already been two years. Yeah, really are a friend of the podcast. I am. I, <laughs> hey, I you know I won't lie to you and say I've caught every single one, but you know quite often I'm. 
I'm listening. So, and you know, actually, on that note, before we talk about D and D, I have to say, Robbie. Uh, last episode, uh, Natalie was talking about her family vacation in the Hocking Hills, and it struck me. Robbie goes, the Hocking Hills? What? What is that? Where is that? Um, and it just so happens, Robbie, that that is where I grew up. So that took, it, really? I took that person, I took that personally. <laughs> so... <laughs> Um, From the few words we spoke at the wedding, you're like, you need to know everything about me now. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So uh, take take my word for it. The Hocking Hills is great. Natalie's going to have a good time. You should come next time Next time you're up in Ohio. I will. I was going to say, that's just another reason to go, to go see it. See your old stomping grounds. That's right. <laughs> All right. So you said, Natalie, that everybody in your party hasn't played a lot. So Patrick, how long is this? Like, were you brand new to this or had you played a little bit beforehand? Never played played before uh, Sam and Natalie. Uh, I've always kind of wanted to, have had some friends that have played, but no, I just hadn't hadn't done it. And uh, so they, they gave me an excuse to play. I dragged my girlfriend into it, uh, Maureen as well. And so she's also a first timer. But if you told me I was going to be talking about D&D on a podcast, even like a <laughs> few months ago, I'd be like, what are you talking about? Like, I, I still don't know what I'm doing at all. So that's the beauty of the whole thing. So for a noob like me, and I know some other friends of the podcast have no idea what D&D is. Cough, cough, uh, my brother. Uh, <laughs> can you just give us like a brief overview from what you've gathered and what you've learned in the last couple campaign, well, not campaigns, but sessions you've done? Um, what exactly is D&D? Oh, it's a giant game of pretend. <laughs> That's really, really what it is uh, at its essence, which sounds like it could be lame unless your imagination is lame. <laughs> But it's no, it's it's great. So sometimes it is a little lame, though. Not gonna lie, in like a good way. But you can't say it's never lame. I have so much fun. Every it time is. It's play. so I much mean, fun. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. But every once in a while, there is like one of those moments where you know. So in our last session, we fought a dragon, which was really fucking cool, and it was great. But like we were all so hyped that we fought a dragon, and in that moment, I was like, yeah, we're all playing D and D. This is great. Um, I was sweating. <laughs> it was it was a very nerve wracking fight because we did not know if we were gonna win or not. Um, many of us could have died. Did anybody but die? No, not permanently. Nope. <laughs> we so. made it. So, um, for, I guess for people who don't know anything about D&D, essentially it is like a board game combined with like a video game where you write the story yourself. Um, when you play D&D, you have someone who's the DM. Some people call it a GM, game master, but it's a, a DM, dungeon master. Um, <laughs> so Sam is our DM. So he runs the game. He's the one who's responsible for essentially creating the world for us. So he's, you know, he doesn't make everything up himself. Some people do, but I mean, he's not expected to like create this entire fantasy story on his own. Um, he has like, you can buy adventures. And so that's like what the story is based on loosely. And it gives him big story points, but then he kind of creates the world for us. And, um, you know, our characters experience that world and we make decisions and things happen. And, um, you know, he basically acts as all of the side characters or characters that we encounter, all the villains, like the, the DM's a big job and Sam does an amazing job at it. He really does. So, um, and he's the only one of us who had ever played D&D before this. So he had played when he was in high school. His brother is like really big into D&D. So he like kind of grew up with it and he played a little bit in college. So he had experience, um, which wasn't has, that his bachelor party too was doing D&D. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah, what I thought. His bachelor party. Um, that was what they did. They played D&D and actually his brother DM'd. But essentially what happens in like a session is, I mean, it's, it's all one big story. So like our campaign right now started three 
three sessions ago and we've played three times and in those sessions we have like we work our way through the story and we do things and so we role play as our characters that we create based on like certain criteria like it's it, you can choose what you want but there's you know there's certain races you can choose from certain classes you can choose from and then you create a character and then they're all in this story and there's combat that is a little bit more structured but other than that it's like I mean you can basically do whatever you want like you can interact with the world in any way you want and then it's up to Sam to say yeah you can do that or like basically <laughs> essentially what Sam will usually say is you can try because um, it doesn't always work but you can always try and there are certain they're called um, skill checks so you'll have you have a list of all so every character based on their abilities and their stats they have a list of basically um, skills that they have and so if I said for example Eric who is um, another person in our party um, occasionally he wants to just do a flip which he does quite frequently and so he'll just say okay I want to do a flip and Sam will say okay make an acrobatics check and he has an acrobatics like skill number and he rolls a dice and he gets to add the number he rolled to his skill number and if it's over a certain number he did a flip successfully and if it's lower than a certain number he didn't do a flip successfully <laughs> he face plants pretty much or you know whatever Sam gets to decide how that plays out yeah as a as a beginner as a beginner of the game it's a lot of numbers it's a lot of information it's actually a pretty easy game you just have to get into it but without someone like Sam who knows what he's doing and creates the world for you um, it, it's a little bit difficult but but no it's it's great I mean first time I've I've played and after like the first session I was hooked because Sam makes the game fun so I think we all were <laughs> I think oh yeah we all went into it like this is gonna be fun but we're not quite sure what to expect like are we gonna like this you know I think we were all a little unsure and then after the first session we were all like holy shit this is so fun oh yeah and and to add to it, I mean I get really into things when I start so when when we were gonna play you can go on this website hero forge and you can create like a little mini that you use oh. for the board game aspect of the game so i created like my character right so um i i make this thing i spent all this time like making it and then i you know you buy it and they send it to you right so I spent like $75 on this thing that's about two, which three is, inches high. Which is not how much they usually cost. No. You just got the really expensive one. I got the one cool one. That comes pre-colored. Yep. So um, so they send it to me. This is mine. This doesn't do anything for the podcast <laughs> listeners. But well, you have to take a, a picture now, both of you. Yeah. You'll have to well, take a picture and put it on the Facebook. I'm in the middle of painting mine and it's not done yet. So I'm going to have to wait. You I better can. have it done by the time this episode drops. <laughs> yes, we can at least have one. Exactly. So, so I, I spent this like, I spent more than I should have on this like thing for this game of pretend and here I am like having a ball first session Sam almost kills me because he his his <laughs> the things that were happening in the game he would roll his dice and like he would roll really high numbers and he would do a lot of damage to my character and I almost died and if your character dies like that's it so like I spent all this money and like time into this character and Sam almost immediately killed me and also for reference um so we should probably talk about our characters mm -hmm. because Patrick's character should not be easy to kill no. um so the fact that he was the one who almost died was honestly quite funny um <laughs> but it just I mean he was like Sam was rolling crazy good numbers I mean my so. character my character is an eight foot tall like half giant with these really strong all that good stuff I, I just fight people and fight things uh, and, and you know Sam was like hold my beer 
<laughs> and he fought me and almost almost took me down. I was like, Sam, you're gonna have to reimburse me if you kill me right away. I mean, if we now we've played several sessions and hours, so like I've I've played and it's been fun. So if I die now, like kind of my fault, or you know that's how it goes. But but now Sam almost did me did me dirty right at the beginning. Though to be fair, it also was a little bit your fault because what happened was we were in like a little mini dungeon. It wasn't. It was like our first one. It was the very beginning, like the first session. But we're in this like cave or whatever trying to find the bad guy and we walk into a room and so when you walk into a room we don't always know what's in the room sometimes we have to do something called make a perception check like what do you notice or what can you see and the room wasn't lit so I made a perception check but I didn't roll very high so the thing that's you have to remember in this like role-playing situation is that if I make a perception check and I roll like a two my perception could be wrong so I rolled like a low number and Sam was like oh you don't notice anything in the room so Zaris over here that's um, Patrick's character's name Zaris just fucking charges across the room to the other side because there were some like barrels he wanted to look at and he gets smacked in the chest by a mace because that's where Ooh. the boss was yep so, so this was not the dragon no. no no the dragon was just this last session if we had fought a dragon at level one we all would have died immediately so what was the boss <laughs> in level one he was a a bugbear I don't even know what that is still. <laughs> it's, it's a, a monster but bear bug Bear. A bug I like bear. Bug, I okay. Like bear better. <laughs> bug bear is better. I like that. He was a monster that kind of looks like a bear. And he had a mace. And he had a mace. And he smashed Zaris in the chest with it. So then what did you do after that? Were you down for the count for a while? Or were you able to spring back up and, and charge? You were able to shrug that No, no. Off. So what happened, I did do that. I did go into a room I shouldn't have. I didn't really pay attention. And I paid the price I got hit with by that. But actually, that's not what almost killed me. It was... <laughs> so at that point, then it's like, oh, we're in full combat mode. So then the whole gang, the, the group of four of us we're like okay we're gonna or is there five of us no five five we're we're all gonna fight this thing now because we know it's right there and so we're all you know getting ready to fight it and sam as the dungeon master keeps rolling really high numbers when uh when he's fighting me so he was doing a lot of damage and so i you know that's honestly the first hit wasn't what got me it was the continual uh, but onslaught. he may not have been completely engaged with just you right if you hadn't walked right into the room <laughs> I think you guys were cowards. You were just hanging out. I was I was going in there trying to get stuff done and you know, that's how it goes. It is just super fun. I mean, just the craziest shit happens and it's just like I mean, it's like accidentally writing comedy all the time. Yes. Like it's just these situations just play themselves out in like the funniest ways sometimes. Yeah, and, and you have to understand when we're playing at, at, at Natalie and Sam's here, Sam, I mean, they, they have the whole the whole thing set up. So I mean you, we're sitting around a table playing a board game essentially, and you know you you're imagining all of the fun in, in your head uh, with with everyone. But, you know, Sam on the TV back there's got like <laughs> themed music playing and we've, you know, we've got like snacks and drinks everywhere. So we're, we're like, I mean, we're all he sitting in a room. like boss fight music. Oh yeah. Like, there's, like, there's like combat music going as we're fighting. It's great. It's great. Do you guys do the voices then, I assume? None of us are really voices people. Um, so Sam set the precedent at the beginning that he was not going to be doing a bunch of voices um, as like the DM because I mean he has to essentially play a lot of characters like 
like right. every character that isn't one of the five of us. So he doesn't really do voices, and I don't think any of us really do voices. So since so. I'm since I'm here to wreck your podcast, if your <laughs> character had a voice, what would it sound like right now? Honestly, I think that like I don't. I'm not. This is not a cop out. I genuinely think my character's voice would sound very similar to mine. That is a cop out. That it's but the it's same cop out she uses when we do the the song challenges. Oh, so it's not gonna work. I told you my character is like an eight foot giant. Essentially. So why don't you introduce your character? Yeah. So my character, his name is Zaris. He's got a super long name because he's a, a giant, and they you know they have long names. So he's big guy, strong, muscular, everything I wish I was. Nope, I'm not that. So it's fun to pretend. So yeah, I'm uh, I'm really strong. I like to fight stuff, and uh, that's kind of my whole vibe during the game. And so you know, if if Zaris were to speak, you would probably sound like this. <laughs> Something a little deeper, but I'm not gonna cop out on the podcast. I'm here to I'm here to, <laughs> to have some that's fun. That's exactly what we want. That's that's well, why that's why you call me. So podcast, with that so. so with that Zaris voice, you just say like a catchphrase. If you had a catchphrase, like you're charging into battle and you have you got to say something. What what would it be? I don't know about charging into battle. I uh, charging I towards the barrels, unaware <laughs> that a mace is about to smack you in the chest. I, I don't know. I I can tell you that. Something so I, I yeah. I was gonna say. Uh, so we we actually named our group. Uh, we call our we call ourselves the Crooked Arrows uh, because we have a. Um, <laughs> Uh, a habit of rolling very low numbers like uh, and when that happens sometimes like if you were gonna shoot your bow and you roll like a really low like a one or a two or something uh, that's what's known as a critical failure so you might shoot at something you were aiming at but instead you hit the person next to you um, because <laughs> you did a bad job rolling so Which happens to us quite a bit right so it's happened <laughs> several times so now we go by the crooked arrows that's our name so um, so yeah uh, if Zaris were to you know, walk into a tavern because he's a big drinker, by the way. Uh, you know, if he were to walk in, he he would say, "Hey there, an ale, please, for the crooked arrows." That's probably something of how it would go. He'd be like the crooked arrows are here. We're gonna need drinks for everyone. And then Natalie That's would probably say, "Probably what he would do." And then Natalie would say in her voice, "Um, usually when we walk into like a building or something, I tend to uh, like stay off to the side and not try to engage with them because they're usually fairly." embarrassing so i would just be in the back like could i could i have um a drink too please but trying not to associate myself with them okay but you said your voice was similar not exact so there's got to be some fluctuation in that voice you're an elf right how do you be elvish elves sound like human <laughs> would you have a british accent <laughs> <laughs> probably not because i grew up in the forest <laughs> So did um, Legolas, and yet did, Legolas doesn't have a British accent. That's uh, I like think. to think that you can like sing yeah. to birds or something. <laughs> I wish maybe. I don't know what that even sounds like, but I imagine you have you can do that in the forest. Well, I am a druid. Um, so my character, her name is Fala, and she is um, a wood elf who is a druid. So a druid is a magic user who their primary ability is the ability to wild shape, which is like turning into different animals. So Fala is a primary like wild shape user because some druids only use it as like a secondary and they use more like traditional spells but Bala is very much about the wild shape so my my big feature is that I can turn into a bear when we're fighting I mean I can turn into a lot of animals but bear is my weapon of choice because so, bears are fucking strong it's <laughs> so awesome did you turn into a bear then to fight the bear bug actually I didn't because at that point I couldn't get because we were only level one. Oh, you hadn't so, been able to transform yet so you can't wild shape until you're level 
too, so I had to wait. But after that, I could. So ever since then. And I just, we just leveled up again. So now in our next fight, I'll be able to turn into an even stronger bear. Yeah, so as the game goes on, we're playing these sessions, we level up, we all get cooler stuff. We can, mm -hmm. we're stronger, we have more magic, all that good stuff. So the game actually gets more fun as you go because the story's going along and then you, your character develops. Uh, so you kind of, you kind of lean into that. It's kind of fun. But R Robbie, what would you be if you were playing? I need to know this. Oh, goodness. I don't even know all the options. So I play with Hillary and her family. We've been doing what well, kind of on a hiatus right now, but Monster of the Week, which is a very condensed version of D&D. &D. And I am Eugene the Mundane. Mm. But apparently halfway through, I became Eugene the Chosen and I have a <laughs> dinosaur bone as a weapon, but I lose it because much like you, my roles are terrible in combat and I always lose my dinosaur bone. But uh, because I'm Gene the, the Mundane, I'm from, uh, I believe, Saskatchewan. So I have a little bit of the youper, you know, Canadian accent. Hey, uh, a fresh water over here because the ale, it doesn't sit with my stomach real well. So that's my <laughs> monster of the week guy. I don't know much about D&D. Is that just, can I be anything? Yeah, so, almost. Come on. I mean, like, yeah, there's so, a lot of options. think of it more, less of like Dungeons and Dragons. Think of it more like your favorite fantasy show so or you can be something. Like, like, what do you, what, what attracts to you? You can be oh, like an elf or a dwarf or you can be a gnome. You can be, I could be um, a gnome. You could be a gnome. Oh, I would so be, be a gnome. <laughs> you, you could be a bard and just sing the whole time. Well, that's a oh. class. You could still do it. Yeah, you could. You could be, so you I could, could be, be a, a bard. bard. Oh, we already ju we just created my character then. Have you watched, um, there's a show on Amazon Prime called The Legend of Vox Machina. Have you watched that? I've never even heard of it. You should watch it because there's actually a gnome bard in that show, but also it's based on Critical Role. Have you heard of Critical Role? No. <laughs> it's a very famous, um, they started as a Twitch channel that they, it's a D&D &D group of like voice actors that they play D&D &D together. Wait a minute. And their DM, Matt Mercer, is like, I mean, he's like the king of DMs. Like he's amazing at it and all of these voice actors get together and play D&D together and so they started streaming it on Twitch and it got really big and so now they have like I mean tons of um, like collateral notoriety they've played like three campaigns or in the middle of their third campaign right now I think and um, they also have the show that was based on one of their campaigns so it's like an animated show and it's really good okay um, and they like voice all of their characters I've totally heard of this then I'm, I mm -hmm. think Hillary started listening to them end of last year she listens to Adventure Zone a lot which is a podcast from the McElroy brothers. Mm -hmm. So that's like the extent of my D&D knowledge. I know some of it because I listened to their first like boss battle all the way through. Um, mm -hmm. But that was AmeriCorps. So that was almost four years ago now I've listened. So, but yeah, I would totally be a, a gnome bard. <laughs> yeah, I mean, not that we're promoting Jeff Bezos or anything, but people who are unfamiliar, I think it's a great way to like understand kind of how D&D &D in your, like it's how your imagination kind of works in the game. Because if you watch that, show it's just like this story and like stuff happens there's characters they all travel together it's like that's that's kind of how the game works like in your mind so um it's really good now did you guys struggle when you first started playing to kind of be creative and come up with things because i feel like it as a new person if i at least i feel like i'd have pressure and i'd kind of freeze up and be like oh i don't and i do the same thing in monster of the week where it gets to be my turn and i have 
no idea what to say. My, my mind goes blank and I, I cannot think of anything compelling to either do or say. Did you guys experience that problem? Yeah, I think it, I think it helps that we're all new at it. So we all still struggle with it a little bit. I mean, even now we're only three sessions in, which granted is a lot of hours. Cause I mean, our second session was like seven hours long, but um, wow. <laughs> most of our normal sessions are like three to four hours, but that mm. day we just kept going for a long time. Don't worry. We do um, bathroom breaks. Um, but it was, you know, we're still pretty new. So I think even still, like, I know I struggle with the role playing part, especially because I like, I made my character really difficult to role play. Cause I, I mean, you, I think, feel like you gave yourself like a really good character because you gave yourself one, a very tragic backstory and like a very strong personality. Um, which, I mean, you do a great job of role playing. You and, um, you and Eric are like so good at it and have just so much fun with it, which is awesome. And I feel like, you know, the rest of us are getting there, but it's definitely still a little bit difficult and sometimes in the like exclusively role-playing situations it does get a little bit awkward sometimes where none of us quite know what to say mm-hmm. but we're all settling into it okay now you just brought it up i have to hear the tragic backstory now <laughs> oh yeah of course um i think the reason for for one the role-playing i think the re like i'm just a nerd at heart so i think it, it came natural I've, I've been a closet nerd my whole life so now i just now this is my platform this is it i'm ready um no it, it is fun though we're all new i there's plenty of times where i have no idea what the heck to say and you guys always leave me at the front i'm fighting people and then i'm the <laughs> one who has to talk huge. i'm you're the one great. that has to talk to the new people and then it's like i'm the one negotiating well, but i'm a terrible negotiator i just want to kill everyone but you're the one who can break the door down so we always ask you to break the door down i know i know all right so <laughs> you got it you got to break the door down and then step back that that's i think i've learned that now after the hours we played i've learned that just hit stuff and then let everyone else talk because i'm that's that's for sure so so the backstory here, okay. Uh, it's not super involved, I suppose, but uh, my character, Zerus, he, uh, h- him and his clan of, they're called Goliaths, uh, live in the mountains, right? And uh, they're very competitive. They're very like rah-rah all the time. And so uh, Zerus, as a, as a young one, uh, growing up, wanted to be like the best, right? So he's trying to prove himself. He goes off on like a little side mission over there because the, the clan chief tells him to and then he, he comes back and his whole his whole village has been slaughtered is everyone's gone everyone's Damn. dead there's ash and flames and just decimated everywhere and he's like what the fuck man so you know then he doesn't have a home anymore so that's why he goes and he he uh, meets up with this uh merry band um of people and so yeah he his whole family is dead he has no one so now he's looking for friends which he's finding some friends that's that's always good some some frenemies <laughs> yeah yeah some friendly rivalries for sure Zaris and uh kyle tend to butt heads mm-hmm. kyle is uh, eric's character yeah okay. he's a he's very sneaky right so he's just he's sneaking around hiding behind stuff and you can see how that would be different from my character who's just like running in there getting hit by stuff all the time uh so i kind of i tease him sometimes for being a little in the last session you literally slapped him upside the head i did you gave him damage i I thought about slapping him physically but i thought that was too far so we we (laughs) went i just slapped him in the game so no harm was really done moral victory (laughs) now you're seeking friends are you also seeking revenge Oh, absolutely. Big time. Yeah, Actually, he, it's your oath. I was going to say, yeah, like that's that's like half my personality, honestly. I'm I'm angry at the world and uh, 
I'm trying to, you know, I think which Sam's doing a good job of so far. I think we're kind of getting there. He's he's kind of building, I think. Maybe I, I'm thinking that as we go and play a little longer, maybe we'll figure out what happened to Zerus's village. He doesn't actually know, which is like the whole thing for him. So, um, so yeah, he, but he's, he's hell bent on revenge. That's, that's, that's his MO. Cause I'm trying to figure out how you could destroy a whole village of giants unless there's giant-ers, you know, well, more giant. We're pretty sure it was a dragon. Yeah. We're we're pretty. Zerus has his has his suspicions that it was a dragon high up in the mountain uh, that that caused all this. So I'm not a big fan of dragons, uh, which as you know we mentioned we fought one uh, and we, we beat it. So that was good news. Awesome. Did you get the final blow on the dragon? No, no. he we didn't. No one did because he flew away. But yeah. we defeated him. So we may get to fight oh, okay. him again. Maybe yeah. you will get your. Oh, I'm killing him for sure. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. So now what are your guys's weapons of choice? Is that you're, a, the you're a bear. Yeah, I'm a bear. Um, that's my main weapon of choice. But I also, I have, so I have a lot of weapons, technically, because I can wild shape. And then I also have, um, I have a bow, short bow, and I have a scimitar. And then I also have spells. So I tend to use a scimitar. It's like, it's a sword, like okay. a short sword. Um, it's like the swords that like pirates carry with like the curve. Um, mm, okay. But, um, and I have a lot of spells. So in the last session, I actually debuted a new spell that I got because we leveled up and it's called the flame blade. So when I cast it literally just a like it's not a real blade it's just a blade made out of flames that I'm like conjuring with my magic that I'm like holding and I can attack with it so I have that I have like an ice knife because I'm a druid so most of my magic is rooted in like the natural elements um how many weapons are you allowed to carry well those are spells so oh, those, those are, are like things that I can conjure with my magic okay um so like I have like a thorn whip that I can use and like several different like magic weapons I've never used them. I was gonna say don't think you use that strong one. it's just a cantrip, but it's like a good emergency because if I'm out of spell slots, I can use it. Her character's cooler, let's be honest. I mean, she has all kinds of stuff, and she can be a bear. She just, like, eats people's throats. See, that's the thing, is my character doesn't really have that much of a voice, and this is kind of a trait of my character. I don't do a whole lot of talking because when I'm an animal, like, when I'm wild-shaped, I can't talk. I can only communicate as that animal can. So, like, so what's can, your bear like, impression? Um, Ooh, roar. Come on. <laughs> no. Usually <laughs> I just, like, make, like, grunts, or I'll just say, like, the bear shakes his head. <laughs> okay, you said you grunt. I don't grunt. The bear does. Okay, so do the bear grunt. Well, I usually say the bear grunts in agreement or something like that. Natalie will not. You're not going to get She won't do it. Does she do it this. when you guys are playing the game? No. She does not. <laughs> she, does, she doesn't even do like a, a small grunt? No, you know this. I don't know this. I have never played D&D &D with you. I know you won't <laughs> sing. I know that much. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so I have a lot of different weapons, technically. But you have cool weapons, too, though. Uh, not, as, have, not as cool as yours. You have cool abilities, though. Yeah, I've got some cool. So, I mean, pretty much, I just walk into any given room and just hit people with my, my sword. That's pretty much my move. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I've got some, some unique kind of things that I can do. Uh, one thing that really helps my character, he can actually, uh, when he gets hit, uh, he can shake off some of the damage. So if I get hit with a mace in the chest... <laughs> Out of nowhere, I can roll my dice and, uh, you know, how if, say, it did 20 damage, may, you know, maybe I can make that 10 damage instead. So it makes my character uh, be able to live a little that's longer. Badass. So. <laughs> yeah, so that's it's pretty good. I was going to say, and you have an ability called Divine Smite. I do, which yes. Which is the coolest thing. It is. So basically when you, I, uh, I have a little bit of magic as well. I'm a paladin. So uh, when I hit someone, I have the, basically the... <laughs> The ability to like call upon God to <laughs> make, to make 
that hurt a lot more. So I can basically <laughs> enchant my sword sort of with a little extra damage and, yeah, make it make them suffer. <laughs> Very godly have, like, thing to do. And don't you have, like, one that's, like, like thundering smite or something? Like yeah. Like an extra one? Yeah, that I think may be the funniest part of the whole game we've had so far. So I acquired a spell in which I can, you know, cast a spell on my sword, which will do thunder damage on the next person Ooh. that I hit, right? So... And when you hit someone with it, it says that you can hear that clap of thunder from like 300 feet away. So like a football field in every direction. So it's very intense. You can imagine in a movie what that would be like. So we're in our session, right? And we're facing off against this group of bandits or something. Uh, a couple strong <laughs> strong folks across the, across the way. And Zerus decides that he's going to cast that spell on his sword and charge out in front of, you know, Lee, I left my whole team behind. I just decided I'm going to go and He's I'm like going to... like 40 feet in front of us. I'm going to attack these people all by myself. And so I, I cast this spell. I run up to the toughest guy... And I, you know, I imagine that my character jumps up in the air and he's trying to hit this guy straight in the face. And I unfortunately rolled very low on that attack. So I basically did all that and then missed. <laughs> so then I was basically at everyone's mercy because now I'm standing in front of everyone and they all now have their chance to attack me. So Actually, the, the funniest part of our sessions about our group is that we're all terrible at remembering names. So bad. And it started out as like a like a genuine thing. Now we do it because it's funny. But honestly, I'd still we forget people's names all the time. The first like four people that we learned their name, and they're all like you know people we're trying to fight, like they're bad people. Mm. We couldn't remember their name. So like the first one, his name was Glass Staff because he carries a glass staff, and uh, we couldn't remember his name, so we were calling him Glass Man <laughs> this whole time. <laughs> like where's Glass Man? <laughs> And then that guy who you tried to smite, his name was like Bruger or something. We kept calling him Booger because we couldn't yeah, remember couldn't his remember. name. Couldn't remember. Couldn't <laughs> remember. Um, and then it's the other one. There was another one that we couldn't remember the name. I don't remember. But uh, so imagine being Sam, running this entire <laughs> world in this game, and he's created all these characters for us. They've got names. They've got you know all like they're they're people. Oh. They're pretend people here, and he's made them all up. And we're the the total assholes that just can't remember any of the names that he's like thrown at us. So the other one was so we get to this town, this town that the most of this is taking place in. We walk into the tavern and like the bartender is like, you know, that's where you get all your information. So we're talking to the bartender, we're like making friends with him. He's offering us like free drinks for helping him out with his problems and like we're making friends and we realize like the next day we never asked him his name. <laughs> He's, like, given us free room and board, given us a free round of drinks. We, like, went and fought some people for him. We never asked him his nope, name. Nope, don't know his name. So we had to go back and ask him his name, which was embarrassing. And then that guy that we were calling Glassman, so he called himself Glassstaff. And we were like, okay, whatever. And then we found out after we killed him, or we didn't kill him, we found out after we beat him and got him to surrender that um, that wasn't his name. So we learned his real name because we found some documents in his office. And so we took him back to town. And we were like, we have this prisoner. We captured him. He's the bad guy guy and our friend who was like helping us with our mission who's in the town we take him back and he's like oh my god it's my friend who I said was missing and I asked you to help me find him and we were like oh shit that was that guy's name we did not remember that so we had no idea that it was Sildar's friend <laughs> yep we're just a merry band of fools just running around causing trouble just a bunch of idiots who can't remember names so what is the story so far you've kind of given it bits and pieces but what what has happened up to this point how did you guys 
meet in the beginning? Did you start the the mission or the campaign? It's a campaign? Yeah. Campaign. Did you start the campaign, already have met, and you just went right into it? Or how did that all start playing out? Yeah, so we started um, We started out like in, kind of in the middle of things, but like Sam gave us, you know, this is how you got here, basically. But it starts right into combat, which is really good for beginners. And this campaign that we're doing, this whole big story, is actually a combination of three different adventures that Sam is like putting together. So this first one is like, it's, it's made for like beginners. So the story is like a little bit, it's like a little bit of everything. And it gives new players a good idea of like, here's a typical D&D adventure. So, um, so this story, it starts right in the middle of combat. But what's, what brought us all together is Gundren. He's a dwarf and he is like a friend of all of us. So when we were writing our backstories, Sam told us that we had to, um, we had all had to think of a way that we knew Gundren and we had to write that into our story. So we start the story. He's called us all together. He's asked us to help him with something. And so he asked us to meet in this town and then pick up some supplies and take them to this town, the, the other town where the story is going to happen. And so we start and we're on the road in our wagon and basically we, um, did we get attacked or did we just find the other wagon? We, we showed up and we saw that Gundren and his companions had been attacked yeah. and they were missing now. So now we have to find them and, and all that before we can, you know, learn how we're going to help get to the town and everything. So then, and then we went off into mm-hmm. some combat. So we found out that, um, what Gundren is trying to accomplish is he's like, there's some lost mines that he's trying to find, he and his brothers. And so he asked us to come help him. There's like some bandits attacking the town. I know and this story. You do? This was, like I said, I listened to like 10 episodes of this adventure zone and this is mm-hmm. the same one they started on. That's not surprising because it is like, it's like the starter adventure for d Yeah, but keep going. Yeah, keep no going. Spoiler, I, yeah, don't say anything. I Like I said, it was one, four years ago. I our just, story might be different, but also... It probably is, yeah. but you said Gundren and Mines and I... Uh, <laughs> That's one of the only two things I remember. <laughs> That's funny. Um, well, so we get to the town. We find out that, like, well, Gundren's still missing. We found his friend, his companion. So he's the guy who's, like, in the town helping us. We eventually, we just found Gundren in our, not this adventure. Yeah, in this, yeah, was in last this session. session. Yeah, yeah we just found session. Gundren. So now he's given us the last piece of information that we need to go take down this enemy who has been, like, causing all these problems. Um, their name is the Black Spider. And so we're going to take this person down in our next sessions Sam's told us is going to be our last one we're going to finish the story it's the final dungeon so and he actually has warned me already that he he that said we're going to die not that we're going to die but he said that and I, I don't think it's like he doesn't give me any inside information he's very specific about that I don't get any advantages for being married to him um but he already told Eric this too but Eric's also basically married to him <laughs> so that, you know that actually um, that actually tracks <laughs> yeah actually tracks. um so but he did tell us already that um there is a real threat of death in this. He's a little worried that we might die. Some of us may die. And if anyone dies first, it's going to be me. Somehow, yeah, probably. It probably won't be me because when I wild shape, I get a whole bunch of extra health. Basically, when I turn into a bear, I get all of the bear's health. And then if the bear dies, I go back to, I like revert back to myself and I have all of my health still. So I'm hoping that will like save me, but you never know. So what happens if you die? Do you just pack your stuff and go home or do you get to regenerate as another character? So if you if you die in combat, like if you get knocked unconscious because you're at zero health, um, you have to start making saving throws. So you basically, every time it's your turn, you have to roll a dice. And if it's above 10, that's a success. And if it's below 10, that's a fail. And if you roll three fails, you're dead dead. You're permadead. And if you roll three successes, you're stabilized. So you're still unconscious, but you're not going to be permanently dead. Um, but if you get hit with more than double your
your full HP, it's instant death. So like if I, I have 35 health points now, if I got hit with 70 HP, I'd be instantly dead. Hopefully that won't happen. That's a lot. That's a lot. Um, but at least I think that's how it works. I'm pretty sure. I think you're right. Um, I'm pretty sure Sam will laugh at us and make fun of us and tell, be really mean <laughs> about it if he kills us. But if you die, like if your character does die permanently, yeah, your character is gone. So usually they like, like Sam will try to like help you write a new character into the story. Like you can do that. Okay. So like if, if Saris were to die or if I were to die, we would create a new character and Sam would write it into the story. Okay. But That's why I was like, if Patrick, because you keep saying that you're going to be the one to die, I was like, do you guys just are like, all right, thanks for playing for three weeks. <laughs> See you when we start the yeah, next campaign I mean, I, next year. Well, let's hope it doesn't happen at the beginning, because then I, I kind of will, for that day, have to kind of just chill and, and watch. So, right. uh, you know, that's going to be tough. But hey, if my, char- my character is up in the, in the front of everyone's face and takes a lot of damage, so if I die, which is very likely, I think, at some point... Uh, but when I go, everyone else is coming soon after, because then there's no one else to hit other than <laughs> them. <laughs> but but if someone is unconscious, you can stabilize them. So like right. if if Zaris were to fall unconscious and he's like making saving throws, I can go over and like roll to save him basically to like make sure he's not making saving throws anymore. So he'd still be unconscious, but he would not be in threat of death. And when is your guys' next session to face the the black spider? Not until June. Oh, yeah, so it's gonna be a while. Yeah, it really builds the anticipation. <laughs> Because we, we play like once a month, mm-hmm. um, you know, because there's five of us where all, you know, everyone's got stuff going on. So you can't, always, right. uh, you know, I've loved it so much and Sam's done such a good job convincing me how much I love D&D now that <laughs> I would play almost every weekend because this is who <laughs> I am now, I think. But uh, we're pretty busy sometimes. So, you know, we play once a month, but it really builds the anticipation of the story now every time you, you start. So. It does. I like it. I'm just so like, I just love listening to you guys talk about it it's it's been very interesting it makes me want to go start a campaign which it's we're fun. trying to restart monster of the week but much like you guys we cannot find a weekend that works for everybody so kudos on you for making it work at least once a month because that's not always possible either especially with summer a, coming up a very conscious effort yeah we're yeah. already struggling like we tried to do our default is the first weekend of the month and if that doesn't work we look for another weekend and so this mm-hmm. is the first month june is the first month that we haven't been able to do the first weekend so we're doing the second weekend but like we struggled to settle on that and then like july is going to be a mess because like we're having like a fourth of july party and then like we have a big like our big work event the dash is the second weekend in july and right. so july's crazy so yeah, we'll I see think, what happens i think all summer we're probably gonna struggle a little bit more because everyone's got a yeah. lot going on in the summer right so mm-hmm. we'll uh we'll, we'll make it mm-hmm. well before we wrap this up i think both of you should do a pitch on why you think people should try D at least once especially people that have just written it off their whole lives. Do you want to go first or me? Sure. Um, well, I can say, I've said this on the short show before, but um, when I was younger, I definitely thought I was too good for a lot of things like fantasy and, you know, pop music and things that are, you know, perfectly fine to like, but I just thought I was too good for them. So I definitely never envisioned that I would be someone who enjoys playing D&D, um, let alone married to the DM. But, um, and like, this is, this is a major part of our lives now. Like we plan our lives around it, but it's super fun. I mean, it's just a great opportunity to hang out with your friends, make good memories. I mean, we laugh all the time about the shit that happens in our sessions. Like, it's just, these are things that are going to be, like, inside jokes in our friend group for forever. And so, and we've, like, we've created a friend group. I mean, we kind of, like, Sam and I kind of brought everyone together. But, I mean, it's it's such a good bond, I guess. But also, it's just really fun. You get to, I mean, it's literally, like, playing pretend, but as adults. And there's, like, rules. But not a lot of rules. Just Mainly enough. just, like, just, like, you know, the laws of physics. Just 
just enough like to keep that. it organized, yeah. like right. to keep it from it's going like total totally. Chaos. Yeah, exactly. Sounds and I would like say, <laughs> I would say, yeah, exactly. Um, I would say, our, well, Sam has said this before. Our group is exceptionally story focused. Many groups mm. are not. Um, like, I think a lot of DMs struggle with what Sam doesn't necessarily struggle with is that they'll just like go off and do shit that's not even part of the story, and they'll like, which is fine. Like, it's your story, your game. But I mean, half of us play like we all play video games and are and you know very like story oriented so that i think makes it fun for all of us because we like the story and so we're really into it and i like sam so i don't want to <laughs> i don't want to make his life really hard because uh i think that, that that you probably could if you wanted to but sam he, he does a great job so it's really he, he makes it fun for sure i mean the rest mm-hmm. of us are obviously having a great great time because because sam's letting us essentially yeah right. he puts in a lot of work yeah, and, how long did that, it, no, go ahead, Robbie. I was just going to say, how long did it take him to come up with all of that? How much planning went into... Because I know you said he, he's t- drawing from different stories, but how much mm-hmm. work does he have to put in outside of the game? Um, I mean, he spends at least a couple hours prepping for every session, like going through, because he has to, you know, know all of the story. He has to be familiar with... Like, he has references, so he doesn't have to remember everything off the top of his head, like, oh, this is what's in this room. But at the same time, like, when we go into a dungeon and there's 20 rooms in it, he has to vaguely know what's in all the rooms and also like he told me this um after our last session so our last session we went to we did essentially two things we fought a dragon and then we went to like a mini dungeon where we found our friend Gundren and um we he was like I spent so much time prepping the dragon part and then I realized like a week before the session that I totally forgot that you might have skipped that part and just gone on to the final dungeon and I didn't prep any of that so because like the final dungeon which is what we're doing in the next session he didn't prep any of that but he should he did in the in the end because we could have totally skipped the dragon part and just said we're gonna come back to this town and we're gonna go on to the final like we need to go stop the black the black spider now right and like we could have done that so he had to have all of that prepared not knowing what we would choose to do wow yeah that's that's a lot i didn't know that but you're right i mean we had a choice at the like almost the very beginning of our last session of what we could do and we chose to do the one thing but we very well could have chosen to do the other thing right so so yeah that's crazy uh i, I know for me some it mine my kind of way into D&D makes no sense because I've always loved fantasy. I've always liked all the nerdy stuff, you know? But for some reason, D&D was like, that's how you know you're a total nerd. Like that, growing up, it was like, oh, you play D&D? Well, I mean, I don't even really know what that is, but, you know, I know it's for nerds, but <laughs> I do know that. So, like, I don't know. I just, like, never even entertained the idea of playing, and I never had any I didn't really have any close friends that played either, so that probably helped. But, uh, you know, it's now that I have friends that play and, uh, you know, like I said, it, it fits my personality totally because I love, like, I watch almost exclusively, like, fantasy TV, like, fantasy, like, shows, like, Thrones. I'm re-watching Game of Thrones for, like, the ninth time because I love it. Um, so things like that. But, it, you know, that's just, it's great now to be able to play. Like Natalie said, I mean, you get, it's really, like, you get some friends together and, like, who doesn't like to pre- play pretend? I mean, don't get me on the soapbox, but being an adult is kind of crappy, right? It sucks. <laughs> so forget about that. Let's like do something more fun over here. So that's pretty much how it is. Um, you can do anything you want. You just get some friends, uh, get some get some snacks. We're good with the snacks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, and and go at it. it. It's super fun. I love it. I love it. It's, it makes me want to be a fly on the wall for your guys' this session too. <laughs> I'm sure it would be entertaining. I think, well, this will like, definitely, I'm sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, I feel 
feel like there's like several other things that are like really funny that happen, but it's like hard to tell the story because it's just like you have to be there, you know? Right. So I was going to say two things. One, this is definitely going to be a reoccurring segment because I'm very <laughs> invested in your mission now. Two, I think you guys should set the microphone up omnidirectional and just <laughs> have it recording the whole session. And it could be like a hit <laughs> and run special. Yeah. I, think I don't need be to be involved. Chaotic because we all talk over each other a lot. That's and okay. a lot of times there's just like random, like everyone's yelling at the same time. The worst part that I like, I, I feel like I can say this with, with absolute finality. The, the, the part that we are the worst at every single time is when we are like trying to negotiate with someone uh, really and like all of us at the same time are trying to negotiate and it's not We're working at all. Different like, tactics, nothing's working. Like, sense. like when we, when we confronted Glassman, who first of all, we're calling him Glassman to his face and he's like, who the fuck name. are you talking about? And we're like, I don't even know what we were saying. I mean, I'm like, like we're all like talking at the same time. I'm like, I'm, you give me what I want or I'm going to kill you right now. And then like, we've got Natalie over here who's like, well, don't kill him right away. Like, we'll just, <laughs> we're like, let's try to get some other stuff. And then we got other people who are talking about other things that like, none of it, Imagine all that happening at the same time. Like, you imagine you're the person who's trying to negotiate with a band of five people. And all at the same all time. All at the same time. It's like, it's, it's chaos. And none of us are good negotiators. No. That is something we are missing in our group. I still think <laughs> you have not sold, you have sold me more on the idea we of tend, having we you guys put to, a microphone up. We tend to choose violence most of the time. Oh, yeah. It, <laughs> that's it, even when, better. When in doubt, just kill stuff. I mean, that's 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 how I look at it. We're but, not the most merciful group. Absolutely. Though we did learn in one, like, we're like halfway through the second session and we learned that it's a thing where you can say I want to strike him non-lethally like you can say so instead of killing him you would not oh, be yeah. conscious if you don't want to kill someone but it's like sometimes it's so comical like I want to like Brittany can throw her hand axes and she's like I want to throw my hand axe at him non-lethally which <laughs> 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 is just ridiculous but it's so funny just like that's what I'm saying skin like, off the shoulder <laughs> we just like accidentally write comedy all the time like it's just so funny well I think you've sold me and everybody else on <laughs> that idea bonus well, we, need, we need you we need you to be our negotiator so please come <laughs> join the party because we clearly need a negotiator uh help us listen if you guys do it that weekend i'm in columbus in september <laughs> i'll make it work <laughs> i'll just step in and be like wait a minute <laughs> Be, just bring uh, along this like level one guy, this yeah. level one gnome. Or we'll dwarf, we'll put dwarf him on your bard. Yeah. I'll sing. I'll sing while I negotiate. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on the show, Patrick. We will definitely have you on again. Hey, thank you. I appreciate it. I'll, I'm happy to come anytime. I uh, I've never been on a podcast before. Uh, I listen to podcasts. I, I actually I went to journalism school, right? So I know my I have tons of friends who like have podcasts and like professionally like make them and things. Now, Never been on one before, so this is this is my podcast debut. Couldn't be more proud. Can't believe I'm talking say. about Dungeons and Dragons, but can't be more proud to be on what's basically this the two year anniversary show. It is of That's this true. podcast. I say you did a great Perfect. job too. I, if you had a podcast, I would listen to it. I just want to put that out there. The good news for people listening or anyone that's listening is that I probably sound better than I look. People say that. You know, they always joke, you you have a face for radio. And I was like, okay, that's a really nice thing to say to somebody. So hey, the voice I got a deep voice, but uh, you know, I'm not I'm not I'm not on TV, and there, there's a reason for that. Well that's when you come back, you say, Yeah, I have a face for rate or a voice for radio, but I have a face for a runway. <laughs> <laughs> I have to stuff. remember that. <laughs> 
Well, if you liked what you heard, make sure you check us out wherever you listen to your podcast. Uh, we'll run, we run through it every week. So if you don't know at this point where you listen to your podcast, I can't help you there. And make sure that you check out the Facebook page once in a while. We post the episode there and we'll also post fun things like the miniature so you can actually see Natalie and Patrick's D&D characters. All right, before we go, Natalie and Patrick, what did we learn today? I knew this was coming. <laughs> Were you prepared? Now I'm just trying to rack my brain for everything we talked about. <laughs> it's so well, hard. What we learned is that Dungeons and Dragons is a very interesting game with a lot of different uh, nuances to it. But if you've never played before, like I haven't played before, you can. You just got to get some friends or at least a friend who knows a little bit what they're talking about. And you just got to have a fun imagination and willing to play. So, I mean, for beginners, that's what that's what you got to take away from the podcast today. That was like five things. <laughs> like I said, should, a great guest. <laughs> should have made a list. Should have made a list. And we, we learned that uh, you don't know where the hockey heels is. But we guess we learned that last last uh, episode, but... Uh, true. We learned that Patrick is personally offended by the fact personally that we don't offended. know what Hocking Hills is. Yep. True. If you don't know what Hocking Hills is, you have to go on the Facebook page and comment that <laughs> so that Patrick can just add you to <laughs> the disappointment list. <laughs> What else did we learn today? Uh, we learned that uh, Natalie doesn't like to roleplay voices. That's what we definitely learned. She escaped it the entire the entire time. We learned that I have no shame. I don't care who laughs at me. I will make any voice, sing any song that you want. That's who I am as a person. So um, that's what we learned. So next time, next time we're on the pod, Natalie's. I'm gonna convince her. She's gonna she's gonna participate. Okay. I don't know what else we learned. What else did we learn? We've already listed like three things. So is that? I don't I don't remember. Is it only three things? Mm-hmm. Oh yep. gosh, and I so totally I broke good. the I broke the damn rules. <laughs> no, you're, you're good. good. Um, just an overachiever. <laughs> well, we also learned that uh, we learned that when in doubt, if your negotiation is not working, just choose violence instead. It usually works out okay for us for the most part. We're alive so far. We are, and we learned, and we learned that it may not be the best idea to spend seventy five dollars on your miniature before you know if your character is going to live through the first session or not. True, true. I can tell you that if I do. <laughs> die in one of the upcoming sessions I will not be spending $75 on another one <laughs> we'll do the one that's like $10 because that's you know that can die yeah, yeah. I mean this you gotta commemorate like... your first one exactly that's how I thought of it that's what I that's, that's what I was going for so uh so yeah and we learned that if you don't want to spend $75 you can paint it yourself which is in progress it's, is is that is, worth it though the time I mean it's kind of fun I like it I enjoy painting it I'm excited to paint the dragon that we fought last week Sam would let me paint it before because he didn't want me to see it and spoil it which is fair but now that we've fought it already i get to paint it perfect and it's a really cool figure so i'm excited for that you got to put that on the page too <laughs> that one might take me a while it's big like i mean it's like you know to scale so like this is my person and the dragon's like oh right much bigger but it was a young dragon so it's not as big as a full dragon <laughs> good luck painting that yeah luckily sam's um adult dragon that he has is already painted and i don't think we're fighting that one specifically it's just a like a monument i'm gonna do better at the learning thing next time <laughs> no you're Good. I'm gonna make a list. It's it takes be, practice. I'm, I'm gonna take notes during the pod. I I don't see either of you taking notes, which I guess would be weird. But I'm gonna take notes so that when this Actually, happens Robbie next time, does. when this happens next time, three things. That's gonna be it. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes you just you just go off a riff of what was just said. For example, another thing we just learned was that a young dragon is not as big as an adult dragon. <laughs> I don't. Did we you also learned that. We did. We also learned that Patrick will be taking notes the next episode. And we learned that even though they're married, Natalie was unable to slide into the DM's DMs. Thank you again to friend of the podcast, Patrick. 
And this has been the Hit and Run Podcast, and we'll catch you next time. Bye.